Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Who's ready to be in their happy place? Yay! Steve had a really upsetting drive into work today, and Jesse and I are trying to convince him that moving downtown would actually be good for his mental health. I think Steve should move to Liberty Village. Oh, I agree. To live with Jesse. A fellow Lidvigian. Yeah. You know what? We rip on them every show for their weird little lifestyle and, and all the all the dumb little things they post on their Facebook board. What I think it actually is, is a bunch of people who are just super chill because they never have to go on the highway ever. No, I, I, I think I've been on the highway three times in the last month, maybe. I hate you. I don't I, go I, on the highway. I, like, don't even... Don't need to. How could you say that to me? <laughs> well, how could you say because that to I'm, me? Because I'm actively trying to prove a point that I tried to tell you guys about three years ago when I said, Steve, you're going to have to be coming downtown a lot. You might want to move closer to downtown. Mm. When on a good day, how far is Oshawa from Toronto? Dude, every... Every drive down here, I feel like Mel Gibson just going through the Scottish mountains, like like, and, and I'm just I'm. It's a mission. It's yeah. a it's a to do every time. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what's wrong today. Oh, there's construction here. Oh, there's an accident here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think someone actually got shot near the parking lot where I usually park. That person's probably dead. Where the hell's the ambulance going to go? It's downtown Toronto. Jesse. Yes. How's your ride in today? I was very pleasant. Yeah. I took the subway where there was zero traffic. Uh-huh. And I got here on time. How long did it take? 35 minutes. From Liberty Village? Yeah. 35 minutes. Um, I, I drove in today. Uh, it took me eight minutes. You jaunted in. That's not even a drive. Yeah. That's a glorified bike yep. you took into work. Like, yeah. Adam, why don't you walk to work? I could, uh, but I also have a lot oh of the time. God. I have several buildings to go to over the course of the day. Oh my god! Oh, what's, what's, your, what's, what's that? Like? Well, because is, th- is there that are a days, chore? Is there that are just days, a chore, Steve? There are days where I have to go to Young and Dundas <laughs> Square, and then I have to go to another studio at King and Peter, and then I have to come up here and record this. My or goodness! Do kiss. Oh my yeah. gosh! That's several kilometers. Several, How do you do total it? Total travel time: thirteen minutes. Yeah. See, and the thing is, is that what I did when I bought my condo, even though it was a little expensive, what I, what I thought was, you know what? I know myself and I know that I can't do commutes. There are people that can, God bless them. They can sit on that go train. Uh, they can, they can do like extremely long bus rides. They can do all that stuff. I love the go train. I want to make out with the go train. Go I train. I wish I lived closer to the go train. Yeah. See, so the, the thing is, is that the problem with the go train, unless you live right there, you have to drive to yeah. the go train, pay to park at the go train and the go train itself. If you want to go, no, you don't have to pay for parking. At the oh, go you train. don't. Oh, but well, the, certain, but the, the trade-off is there is no parking. There's mm-hmm. simply, it's at Oshawa go station. Uh, if you don't get there before 7 30, just too bad. Right. So then how much because is it co- they're <laughs> tearing down the station and rebuilding it because the station <laughs> they want to expand the tracks, Adam. The station's behind them. So they gotta tear it down. <laughs> oh, where's the brainwave? <laughs> yeah, See, well, but you can get a parking spot at the at the go station if you pay for one. They have that option. Right, and then cool. they. What is it? They're <laughs> they, have, they have. I have. There's the option of buying a million dollar home here. What's a Maybe. monthly? Which house did Prince used to live in on the bridal path? I'll have one, please. What's a monthly go train pass cost? You know, I oh, believe it's like one eighty one when I was one hundred eighty one dollars. So it's like two hundred something for right. an adult. Right. Yeah. From where? That was from Mississauga to downtown, and I think Osh was further. 
Yeah. So it'd be 200 bucks. And then you got your Metro Pass TTC, which is another 120, 130 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're up in the, you know, $300 a month. Times 12. Times 12 months. Right. You know, might as well buy a condo downtown. Plus, plus not only that, Jesse, let's not let's not forget about the two hours every single day, one, two, and one fro, depending upon, and, and let's not say, you know, mm-hmm. there, that's not counting any delays because of weather in Canada. We're known to have that. We have four different seasons oh, of it. Every time there's a snowflake that falls on a track, the go train's delayed. That's right. Here's what they got to do. They got to retool the 401. They, they got to just get rid of the DVP. You just got to get rid of it, get whatever picks you can get, and you're going to have to retain salary on the gardener. You're just going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. There's no so Rome Island tuned, for the gardener. Someone <laughs> someone tuned in in the middle of that sentence and went, retain salary on gardener? What are, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. I just, I'm just saying, man, listen. I said this to you many years ago, and I love you, and this is not an I told you so, but I'm just saying that one day you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. And what I hope for you is that before that happens, you decide to come and join us on the evil side. We have many great restaurants. Uh, There's readily available public transit at a fairly cheap cost. We have Jay's games. Jay's games, Raptors games, Leafs games, Marley's games, all at our fingertips. I can walk to see the Toronto Maple Leafs. If I could afford to see the Toronto Maple Leafs, I would go. So I'm just saying, man, just saying. And for just as frustrated as I am, mm-hmm. imagine how frustrated Vancouver Canucks are. Oh, and it's a great tie-in, but we're not going to talk about that yet. I know, because you're evil. <laughs> we're going to make them wait. <laughs> well, we got to make them wait, because there's something else that I think you'll even find more frustrating. I, more frustrating than even, even getting to work. Ooh. Now, any Angelino that's listening to this right now, anybody from Los Angeles that is listening oh, to the show is going like, like, yeah. an like, oh, that's fun that you have traffic. That must be nice. Anybody from well, New York, si- New you know York what? City. People from L.A., I've been there, and you people, oh yeah, I said you people, cannot drive. You cannot drive. You do not, like, don't complain about traffic because you simply don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I've never seen that many clueless drivers all in one place. They're out. Of, they're stupid. They're dumb. They're out of their minds. Toronto has a few and it screws it up for everyone. The, anyway, Adam? Yes? You know, in LA is the only legal place, I think, in North America where you can drive your motorcycle in between the cars. Yeah, and they it's, actively encourage you to yeah, do that, which is ridiculous. like the most dangerous thing. <laughs> someone did it to me yesterday and I'm like, I could have killed you. Yeah. It's I the could dumbest have killed thing you on Earth. Yeah. I could have killed you at a moment's notice. Uh, and it wouldn't have been my fault. Well, like, <laughs> I watched a video the other day of somebody in Los Angeles doing just that. Mm-hmm. But a truck, um, a truck quickly pulls, like they're at a stop sign and, or sorry, stop light. This, this bike is making its way up in between all the cars and a truck pulls over and you think this truck's being a total jerk and cutting off this motorcyclist. Mm-hmm. Well, Split second later, 18-wheeler blows through an intersection. Mm-hmm. So the guy saw him coming and saved the, the motorcyclist's life, basically. Wow. Because he was, yeah, because the brakes were out or something on this truck. And and it was because this guy would never have seen it, never no. have seen it happening. Anyway. Like, like that's, I get so frustrated with motorcyclists and cyclists on the road. I swear to God, we'll get to hockey. It's don't look at me like I'm the jerk. I'm in charge of your life. Look at the dinky little thing you're on. I'm behind 2,000 pounds of metal and fuel. Mm-hmm. I'll win. Be aware. Be careful. I'll win. Don't be an idiot. 
Anyway, sorry. To be fair, that to motorcycle <laughs> to motorcyclists though, there are a lot of idiots on the road, and nobody's looking out for mm-hmm. you. Nobody is watching right, for so you. So drive like it. <laughs> Why do you trust every? Don't trust everyone on the road. Don't True. drive like you're invincible. You're not. I'll splat you. <laughs> Did you know, guys? <laughs> what? That the NHL doesn't like it when you watch games. Oh, this is oh, the dumbest yeah. thing. Good. No, did, I'm glad you brought this up while I'm in a bad mood. Go, Adam. Did you guys know Go. that? Were you Go. aware? Uh, no, I, I did know this. And yes. a, a, they especially don't like it if you're watching these games with friends. And they especially, especially do not like it if you're watching it with friends in the community. And they especially, especially, especially don't like it if you're watching them, watching them with friends and the community in a non-traditional hockey market. But... They're not going to enforce that rule. And by the way, there is a rule until Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals because what the hell is happening here? So apparently today... What are you referring to, Adam Wilde? And I'm getting all of this report. This is from Evan Axelbank of Fox 13 in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Basically, the Tampa Bay Lightning were told that they cannot have... Uh, a big outdoor watch party. They have watch parties, and they've, I believe, done several, if not one for every six. Lightning have had watch parties outside arena for almost every home and away game this year. But they were told that the, the one that they've planned for Game 7, not allowed. Why? Because in the playoffs... Now, just just to you know, cut you off like I always do. Please do. They're not allowing it. They're not allowing it for Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. I'm sure, everyone calm down, I'm sure there is a spectacular logical reason for it. Go. Well, T- tell me. Um, NHL teams are only allowed one community watch party per team per round. That's odd, because I specifically remember going to two in one playoff series in Toronto in Toronto yes 3 years ago I thought the same thing too I'm not sure what that counts as that's an outdoor watch party. They put the game up on a big screen and there were a bunch of people watching it, having a party. That's right. a watch party. And according again to Evan Axelbank of Fox 13 in Tampa, Florida, the Lightning have had one for almost every home and away game this year. They've had them all playoffs long. Now they can't have one. Why? Because of that stupid Because rule? there's only one per team per playoff round. So now what happens to the Lightning because they have broken this rule? That I don't know. I have not been able to dig up what well, would happen. They're not going through with it, so I guess they haven't broken it yet. So long story short, Tampa Bay Lightning fans cannot have a watch party for this game. Not officially sanctioned by the team, no. In this what beautiful, does that mean? they have a beautiful pavilion and stuff around the arena. Have I told you how, that, how I went to Tampa and watched a hockey? Did game? you? Are, I, they I did, yeah. team? <laughs> Are you rooting for them? They have a team and they're great fans, um, and they've got these great outdoor bars and that sort of thing. So the the, the team cannot officially sanction. So you could set one up, but then here's the thing: if you're say the city of of Tampa St. Pete's or whatever, you would then have to go to the NHL for permission to broadcast the game because. It cannot be rebroadcast without the express written consent of the NHL and the NHLPA. And pay tons of money. I'm pretty sure... uh, You know how like you'll buy a UFC, you'll buy some kind of pay-per-view or something at home, and Mm -hmm. it costs costs a certain amount, probably more than you'd like to pay, but that's what it costs. For a bar, it's much more. My last Mm -hmm. info a few years ago was 500 bucks. I'm sure it's much more than that now. Right. 
to show like a like UFC 200. That's going to cost a bar like a thousand bucks at least. And I think it might depend on the square footage of the bar. Like, there's no way real sports pays that much. It's probably more. Mm-hmm. Well, so real sports is like isn't real sports li- loosely associated with MLS and E, who would have probably. All right, so it's a little different. It's a little let's bit different. It wasn't, you know, right for sure. Now, here's what the here's what this comes down to, and it's what it always comes down to. It's money. It's money. The NHL wants to make money out of rebroadcasted games. They have already said that because of the sinking Canadian dollar, they'll probably lose $200 million this year, uh, which is a lot of money. But the NHL, that doesn't mean that the NHL won't make a profit. It just means it'll make $200 million less on the profit that it made last year, which is a lot. But that's market fluctuation. Okay. Hmm. They survived the mid 90s. They'll survive this. They're fine. Kevin Miller's doing fine. Exactly. So beyond all that, um, what I find particularly interesting is that the NHL is throwing its weight around like it's the NFL. These are the types of things. And the NHL has to look at itself still as a bit of a grassroots league. If you are fourth place, there's going to be things that the first place league can do that you cannot do. If you are fourth place because you don't count college sports? (laughs) Yeah, fifth, Mm -hmm. sixth, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, behind... If you count it behind college sports, basketball and football in the States is bigger than the NHL hockey. If you were fourth because of some goofy rule that says the NCAA can't pay their players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so of the professional, quote unquote, professional leagues, the NHL's fourth. UFC might even be taking that over soon. So then you've got you've got some challenges ahead of you. How do you supplant the, te- the, the things that are ahead of you. Plus, especially in a southern market where baseball and football are far easier to play than hockey. Far less expensive. What do you do? Well, you do things like community watch parties that create an environment for fans that make them want to come back. No. And they bring their kids. Oh, no, no, and no. they rem- And then 30 years down the road, I can remember taking my kids to this community watch party and I had a great time and I can't wait to take my sons and daughters to that. No, no. I think what you actually do is you make it much more difficult for fans who barely want to watch you anyway. Mm. You, you, you make it much more difficult for hardcore fans, much more difficult for casual fans. And you try to, you know, you ever taken a stone mm-hmm. and squeeze, just squeezed it really hard and, and saw the blood drip out? Yes. You really got to do Feels that. Feels good, doesn't it? You just got to squeeze all that blood out of that stone. You got to alienate as many people as possible. You really want to reconsider going to the 2018 Winter Olympics in Korea. Why would you want all of that exposure. Yeah, I mean, what's what in you're going to want is some rinky-dink Mickey Mouse board game of a tournament that is the World Cup of Hockey. Have two teams that aren't even countries. You're going to want them in there, and you're going to call and, it the World gonna, Cup, and the world isn't invited. Oh, you're going to have you're going to have commercials slapped together by first-year media students with with no budget. You're you're that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do to promote your league. You want to have a lockout every five, ten years. Yeah, clueless, and a hard cap that prevents your league from actually making money. By the way, I still have which a theory you on need that. because all the people running your teams are madmen. You guys, if two thousand people or give or take are outside the Tampa Bay Arena watching the game, how is NBC going to count those two thousand set boxes that aren't turned on to the game? You're right. You know that's what's important here. <laughs> well, that's the problem: is those NHL ratings. ratings are so low that two thousand people would actually make a difference to a network like NBC. Which, so let's cancel the, the way, public <laughs> viewing. Let's turn on those cable boxes. When you're talking everyone. about millions of people, two thousand is going to make a huge. Let's dent. turn on those cable boxes. Okay, Tampa. 
Here's here's an example. We'll have a turn on your cable box party. (laughs) Here's an example of why that whole rating system is just idiotic. Let's use Pampers because NHL are being a bunch of diaper babies about this. Okay, so there's two thousand people outside in the square and they're watching the game. And then it's a commercial break and a Pampers commercial comes on. Two thousand people just saw a Pampers commercial. But those don't count in the ratings. Why? Those eyeballs. Why? It's 2016. People. Oh my God! Hold on. But but Jesse, mm-hmm. but Jesse, what if they're watching on their computers? It doesn't count. Right. Doesn't count. They're not human. No, so Nielsen box on their computer. That's right. That's right. Doesn't count. And this is. And by the way, this rating system. All the broadcast companies pay for this rating system to happen. Jesse, and the you, reason. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the actual reason why it hasn't progressed? Why? How come? Why? How come? Yeah. Because how come why? none of the broadcast companies in North America, I'm talking about Americans and Canadian broadcasting com- companies are different, but nobody wants to give up their actual streaming numbers. Nobody wants to hand over that data to the ratings company. They can't agree on a way to rate it properly. They've already solved this problem in England, by the way. All the networks in England got together and said, hey, we're losing money. We want to stop losing money. How about we all get together and hand over our data, and that's our data. And we all come up with a fair way to do this, and, all, and, and they did. And guess what? They're all making piles of money again because the online streams and the parties and everything else has counted. I've read the British ratings. I, I went in and I read them. Because, of course you did. Of because. course you did. Of course Adam Wilde did. <laughs> when he was bored and when he finished reading the dictionary, he went and did Yeah, this. sorry, yeah. Now, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the British rating system of television, okay? I'm definitely not. I bet Twitter is. But the, I'm sure I am sure I will get tweets about something. Jesse, what the hell did you put in this coffee? Seriously. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Freaking talking. But, but, if if they could figure out a system wherein the ratings were correctly evaluated, then these things would probably not be a problem. The other problem is this. Why would you allow it to happen all season long? Because obviously they're letting it happen because it is good for the game and they know that. And then on the most important game of the season, this season for two teams, for two high-power NHL teams loaded with superstars, loaded with superstars in two Great, strong American markets. One of them in Florida, by the way, which is just a freaking miracle. Miracle that hockey worked in Tampa. Miracle. But they, but it does. And it's amazing. And their fans are great. Have I mentioned that? No. But so it's, it's good that you finally give them their due. There are three periods left in one of these two teams' series. Seasons. At least, at least three. At least three. But that's about it. This is it. One night. And you're going to take that away from the local market. They're drug dealers. They're drug dealers. First hits free. You really need this one, you got to pay for it. Drug dealers. Now, I wonder, I wonder if the Leafs didn't pay the NHL to do their watch parties outside. I wonder if that didn't happen. Yeah, because all. Because the Leafs would pay. They they, they got money to pay Nathan Horton, Joffrey Lupo, and Stefan Roby does. Yeah, they can pay the NHL. Sorry, sorry, All seven games were broadcast in Maple Leaf Square. When we were in yeah. Boston. Yeah. Including the, no. I was including three the home games. Yep. 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 <laughs> including the home games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe the ratings on CBC are good. And they don't care for those extra eyeballs. So or maybe like, maybe the execs at yeah, CBC. Yeah, this is an American thing, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. It, I think it is more an American thing than it is here. I think, too, here, people realize... What? Because if it got out that the network that holds all the rights, and in this case, it's Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. If it got out that Sportsnet was going, um, we're not comfortable with that. 
people would lose their minds. It's bad for the brand. Well, and Sportsnet yeah. I and think also, is just smarter they're, than they're that. They're way smarter than that. Sportsnet's a smart I'm not organization. Even being, I'm not even being biased no. saying that. Like, Nobody. I don't get extra money if I... If I pump Sportsnet's it's not even, tires, it doesn't even like make them. And I'm sorry, no, no offense to Sportsnet here. It doesn't even make them smart to make that decision. No. It makes them. It's common sense. It's common freaking sense. It's common sense. I don't get it. Like that's just common sense, and, and a Sportsnet exec would tell you that, and and the three letter network would do it, and CBC would do it, which is another three letter network, I guess. Anybody would do that. Imagine, imagine they pull this crap, and it's the Stanley Cup final, and it's Game Seven. Imagine it. Now, I can remember another prophetic thing happened just like that with Don Cherry and the foot in the crease thing. Remember with Brad Hall, he he said beforehand, what if there's a foot in a crease and it decides to stay in the cup? And lo and behold, that's what happened. And that goal should have never actually counted. You know? No. Like it's. Never should have counted. And what happened? The 1999 Stanley Cup has still not been decided. No. It's It's a false cup. It is. I just upset a lot of Dallas Stars fans. No, but, but it is. That, it doesn't mean they goal, won't have won. They literally just, like, okay, I guess you'll only see this on the YouTube stream, but they just, you know, kind of closed their eyes and went, nope, nope, this one counts. It's double overtime. We want to go to bed. It's not, it wasn't a goal. It wasn't a goal. Nope. That thing that they were calling all playoffs long, all season long, happened, and they just decided, nope, tired, bedtime. Wonder, wonder what'll happen in the Stanley Cup Finals. Wonder what'll happen. Something that's just gonna Jesse's gonna get me another one of these coffees, and I'm just gonna go to town. If I can ask one thing of you, anybody that hears this in your life, whatever position you rise to, and I hope it's a good one. I hope it's something that you really hope to do. Starbucks barista. Starbucks barista. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I know a lot of a lot of people who that was their first job. Yeah, They've done all right, and their last job. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. No, I, I hope whatever position it is you rise. So let's say you're in an executive position. Don't be so hardline that common sense evades you. And that's where we've gotten to in so many things, in politics, in business. Um, we are getting in the way of enjoyment. We are getting in the way of ourselves because we are so hardline. And that's what got us there. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I'm, I'm a hardline guy. That's just how I am. Well, that's nice. But if you're not making progress, then you're ineffective. I don't care how hard line you are about it. If you are not willing to come 50 to the other person's 50, then you're not a negotiator and you shouldn't be an executive. That's what executives do. They negotiate, they create deals, and they create opportunities. That's why they're there. And so I would caution our generation against playing our parents' card of, well, I'm going to stick to my principles come hell or high water. Because that's ridiculous. Sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. And I, I'm calling, I hope the broadcasters hear this, which they won't. I Donald hear, Trump just dropped out of the I hear presidential Donald, yeah. race. He's, he's the, the perfect broadcast. example. He's the perfect example. Perfect. Let's this kind of stuff isn't working. It's not working. And what you do is you end up destroying <laughs> a really great event that would have further embedded hockey no matter the outcome of the game further embedded embedded hockey in a in a market that arguably really shouldn't love hockey but does celebrate that you know what's great adam just went on a great big beautiful rant and i was gonna just say use your freaking head that too <laughs> use your freaking head i like yours it's better that simple i like yours a lot better it uh... hey use we gotta go your brain we just gotta like take a moment here and we're going to breathe. And become better drivers. 
And then on Sportsnet 590, the fan next, we're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I can finally relax. There was a trade. A trade was made. You may not even really have thought much of it, unless you were on Twitter, then you know. But if you're not on Twitter, you're probably thinking, well, it's just a it's just a trade. And plus, it's, it's Florida and a West Coast team. What do I care mm. if I'm from the East? And true, but not true. Not at all. No. There's so much depth to this. It's amazing. It's and we'll be right back with the Vancouver Canucks Florida Panthers breakdown on the Steve Dangle podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. So Vancouver and Florida made a trade. And Roberto Luongo. If yeah, really, there's a the, Ed Jovanovsky. Hey, hey, hey! Didn't Todd Bertuzzi get traded to Florida? He too? sure did. Yeah. Hey, hmm, crazy. We didn't even plan this. No, we just kind of realized that live. So they made a they made a trade. This is one of their in a long string of trades. If they, if you were to look at their friendship wall, because you can do that on Facebook, I don't know if you've ever done that. It would just be all the all the stuff back. You've and been forth. friends with the Vancouver Canucks for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they got Luongo from from Florida hmm. and then traded him back to Florida. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Anyway, uh, Florida said to Jared McCann, "Welcome to my house." Oh, Adam. Ah! I've been waiting for that. Oh, I mean, why has nobody made that joke? Why have you been waiting for that? Oh, why is nobody Florida welcome to my house? Come on. That was so bad. And has nobody made that joke yet? There's the Tampa, Florida version. Get out of my house. You see, because they're trying to have a watch party. And you uh, see, all right, now okay, we're on the same level. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank continue. you for lowering yourself. It's, it's nice yeah, down here it in was the basement. Definitely on purpose. I didn't uh, think it was funny. You're right. <laughs> Plus, Florida gets a second and a fourth this year. And I believe that second is a 33rd. Uh, pick so thirty third overall, which is essentially, and and we talked about this last episode. What zone is that lion? It's it, it's a glorified. It's a first overall. It's, it's your, a, sorry. It's a first round pick. It's your bonus first. Territory. If I'm not mistaken, Ryan O'Reilly is a thirty third overall pick. Vancouver gets Eric Goodbranson, former third overall pick. Oh, you bet. And so is Cam Barker, fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Now, all I, picks this year. Now a lot of people. And a lot of Canucks fans, especially in my time, like I didn't say anything yet last night. Didn't say a thing. And all of a sudden it was like ping, 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 ping on my phone. And people getting into debates going, LOL Canucks. And then people seeing their tweets and going, what do you mean? What do you mean? I think that Goodbranson is a great player. He's a former third overall pick. How does he not help this team? And that was the argument I continued to see. And I haven't, I didn't engage anybody until this morning. Didn't touch it. You know what? What is Steve? First off, what do we always say about Canucks fans? They're just great. The most, and I'm not, I'm not talking. The most gracious. There are two types, I think, Can actually. You always take a joke. There are types who are mad at this, which is the very small minority. Then, then there, the, then there are the types of Canucks fans who we are talking about in this particular instance, who are the most sensitive people. <laughs> On the face of the earth. What's been great is so last show we were ripping on Canucks fans for being too sensitive, and then we we brought up the point. Well, now you can't tweet us about it because then you'll just be proving our point. Lo and behold, I didn't get a single one. Ah, and then I so I tweeted that I go I haven't gotten a single one, and a bunch a bunch responded. It's been really hard. (laughs) 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 Well. The Canucks fans that I've seen since this trade, because they kind of forgot that rule as soon as the trade happened. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, well, because they know. They're, they're like, okay, we're going to get hammered on the Thursday show. Well, some of them don't believe that they should. And that that's the type of Canuck fan I'm talking about. Good for you. They are being so very Canuck fan about this. It's so great. They are defending this to the last man. See, the Canucks don't pick a hill to die on. They die on every hill. 
<laughs> Whatever hill well, they're standing on, that's the hill they die on. I mean, they, they got the Rockies, right? They so do. They got a lot they of do. Lots to defend. Yes. So why does this trade reek of Jim Benning? Because it is the... I do, it reeks of Jim Benning because I don't know what it is. What is this? What does this do for the Canucks? What does it do for the Canucks? All right, we need to shore up our defense. Jesse, can you bring up their page on general manager, please? Yep. Oh, amazing. Oh, I looked at it this morning, Adam, and I can't wait. Can't wait to discuss. It's going to be fun. Going to be a cap team next year, by the way. Definitely going to be a cap team. (laughs) It is. I I look at the Canucks, and I and I don't know what they are. Okay. Right. And I've said this for I think two or three years. You know what? I throw a lot of stuff out there. Mm -hmm. I throw a ton of stuff at the wall on this podcast. Not very much of it sticks. Boy, oh boy, did I nail the Canucks. And I've nailed the Canucks for years now. Like, because the path has been so obvious. It's not me. Like, I can't even brag about it. Everyone, everyone with a brain knows it's coming. Their fans knew it was coming. You know how I know that? Because a bunch of their former fans now work for the Panthers in their analytics department and had fun fleecing their former team. That's what happened. That's what happened in the It was deal. a fleecing. It was a fleecing. It was so, a complete fleecing. Let's talk and, about- th- and this is why all the defenses of this trade, I think, are l- listeners of the show parodying Canucks fans. like Because it's indefensible. Okay, you get Erica Branson. Does he make your defense better? Uh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think so. He's a, he's a second-pairing guy. Probably third. He's can, a third. Can, can play second. Now, now. Can play second pairing, okay? Making so $3.5 million bucks. I was just going to say, who were we just talking about for a third pairing guy making le- a million less than that and saying that was a bad idea to pay for a third pairing guy? Kevin Mella. Of where? The Oh, the Boston Bruins. For how long? Four years. Now, I'll give, I'll give the Canucks credit. Eric Branson only, only is going to make that this year, and then he's an RFA. And th- <laughs> But then he can ask for more. <laughs> I know, right? More, Adam. So, what are they? What are they? What what I think they should be? Because you know what, they are actually before. Let's okay. Let's backtrack twenty four hours ago. Okay, before this trade happened, they're actually. I know. I said I predict they'll finish last in the next five years. That's just because I think they're going to make stupid moves. But if you take that out, what do they have? They got the Sedins who are aging. Fine. You got Burroughs who's aging. Fine. You got Miller who's aging. Fine. But then you got Thatcher Demko. Could be your next big hope and net. Then you got Bo Horvat. Oh, yeah. And he's a great player. Could be your next big center. And right behind him, coming up the rear, you got Hunter Shinkit. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. Michael Grit. It's okay, though. You don't need them because you got Jared McCann. Mm hmm. And maybe, maybe, maybe playing on the same line as one of those two fine gentlemen. A little bit of Jake Vertan in action. Throw that at you. So what they are, I think, is a team that was great, is aging, and has a bunch of decent prospects. Right? They should. They're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. That's they're that's, tweaking. That is a pleasant rebuild, by the way. That's how a pleasant rebuild should work. Yeah. Not having to just tear it down all at once and suck instantly. A pleasant rebuild is you were really, really good. You took your shot. Ah, you missed, and you go down a bit, and you get some nice prospects, and they come of age as soon as your stars retire. Right. 
and hopefully you can supplement uh, your young talent with more young talent by trading those aging stars when their contracts are expiring. That is not what the Vancouver Canucks are. <laughs> they, this is a buy. They're trying to be better next year with the addition of Erica Branson. And the irony of it all is it doesn't make them better at all. Now, I want to stop you for a second. Okay, so Erica Branson... Okay, he's a he's a probably a four or five guy on your defense. Yep, making three and a half million. And by the way, I hate uh, the thing I hate most about this is uh, is I have to rip Eric Branson a little bit. Yeah, I met him and he's nice. No, it is it nothing, has nothing to do. It's with, nothing to do with Eric Branson. It's the Canucks. Just it's it's expecting this. him to be Scott Stevens. Poor asset management. Poor asset management. Now it's not even that, Adam. But it is. Well, it is that. But they genuinely. The Montreal Canadiens are stubborn. Uh-huh. They're very stubborn to a fault. I don't think they're stupid. I don't know if they're genuinely stupid. They haven't proven that yet. I did well. I Although, disagree with them on a lot of things. They're stubborn for sure. I don't think they're stupid. The Canucks are genuinely stupid. They they, they think these moves are good. They think they're going to be better next year. Now, now, let me just they stop finished you. Third bat, uh, let, third last. I need to stop you for a second and I need you to to pay attention to this, okay? Really need you to hear me on this. Jared McCann. If I'm a Canucks fan, I saw a guy who played 69 games last year, only got 18 points. Okay? As a 19-year-old. As a 19-year-old. First over or uh, first round guy. Late first, but still, he's like 24th, I think. I want to say 15th. I might be wrong. Okay. I don't know. So, so you have that, and you're not all that impressed. There were some growing pains last year, right? 24th, by the way. 24th. Um, there were some growing pains with Jared McCann. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Uh, and a lot of people were not very impressed by him. Not Canuck fans, not very impressed by him. Do you know that Jared McCann was one of the only players on that team to finish in the plus sides on most of the major advanced stats? Corsi relative, Adam. Corsi relative. And this brings me, or that brings me to this. And before, before you say that, okay. also remember that Jared McCann was playing with depth players. Oh, yeah. He was playing on the third line. He, he was, was not playing with your skilled players. He was playing a role on a team that he should not be playing. And He's I, supposed to be an offensive guy. I believe it was Travis Yost who said um, Eric Branson's, uh, uh, I believe, uh, shot impact, Corsi impact, was comparable to Nate Gennon, who I don't even remember who he plays for, and Jared Cowan. Whoa. Who, by the way, everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion the Leafs are buying him out. They haven't done it yet. I think you need to hotline bling Mr. Benning. <laughs> you need to hotline bling Mr. Benning. Jared, you played on the West Coast before, Spokane Chiefs. How would you like the Vancouver Canucks? Give it a shot, buddy. Um, Jared McCann, how many points? 18. 18. What 99. a bum. What a no. bum. In how many games? 69. What a bum. Actually, that's kind of nice. Hashtag nice. I know of a player in his rookie season. He played 55 games, three, three goals. Oh, four assists. Oh, seven points. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Even worse. Minus six. <sighs> Whoa. And that's an important stat. Heavens to Betsy. It is. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think I do, but I'm going to let you take it. Jumbo Joe Thornton. That's exactly who I was thinking. I was like, damn, if I get this wrong. Ah. So, you know what we should definitely do? 
Judge Jared McCann by his first year numbers. <laughs> Especially when he's 19. Yeah, you know what we should definitely do? Judging by his first year production on a terrible team. In now, a depth role as now, a teenager. Here's, here's what I got into it with Canucks fans about this morning, okay? Before we get to the draft picks involved in this trade. Oh, we're not One for one. Oh. One for one. We're talking about Erica Branson. And I said, so you're, how many, he, he said, the person that tweeted me said, tell me how Erica Branson doesn't help the Canucks. And I said, it is not necessarily about that. Because he probably does in, a, in, in the right role. My point is asset management, always. And when it comes to Jared McCann, you are trading a guy with a high ceiling, right? You're trading a guy with potential. They threw around the Patrice Bergeron comparison. I don't know like about that. Any good two-way forward, they're going to compare to either Bergeron, Taves, or Kopitar. Right. So, so eh. how many prospects with high-end ceilings, it doesn't mean they'll make it there, but high-end ceilings, are you going to throw away for mid-tier veterans? And they said, well, he's not a veteran. He's only 24 years old. And I said, wait a second. Erica Branson has played over 300 NHL games. Erica Branson, sorry, NHL veteran. He's an NHL veteran for sure. Oh, so leadership then. Well, I failed, I failed to see the problem, Adam. Apparently, Erica Branson was going to be the uh, Florida Panthers captain this year. That's what I read. They, they, he was in the running to do that. I don't know. I don't know that that's true, but I read that. Um, I don't know enough about the Panthers to, to, to say whether it would be or not. Regardless, who cares? C on sweater does not make better player on ice. Might make a great leader. It made Phaneuf better. <laughs> well, then, what? And, then, and let's talk about this then. Okay, so now we've got a fifth round pick going back to the Canucks. So they've traded a prospect who they drafted 24 months ago you know who else was a, f- was a fifth round pick adam jamie ben that's right that's right so they got erica branson and jamie ben <laughs> you feel stupid now but what about the second and the fourth going to florida a second round pick was brad ross and a fourth was someone bad probably take that i'll take that yeah i'll take that i'll take that would you take <laughs> jerry mccann and two bad players for erica branson and jamie ben <laughs> Use your head, Adam. <laughs> Beyond that. What do you have against the Canucks? On top Why of that. Why are you such an un-terrible Leaf fan? That's right, because I'm a Leaf fan. fan. I don't know anything about anything the else. He's the last fan from Ontario. What terrible. was your last cup? Said the Canuck fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> President's Trophy. It's a better indicator of talent, don't right, you know? Right, of course. That's of what course. I've been told. Um, two games. Because everybody remembers who won the President's Trophy. Oh, totally. Um, now... I don't even remember who won this year. Beyond that. Caps? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Beyond that. Beyond that. um, We also have a Canucks team, which if I'm not mistaken, if they were not last in the league in goals four, they were probably bottom five. (laughs) And the Canucks had to, going into this year, address a specific issue, which is scoring on the back end. So what they did was they eliminated something from their weakness. They made their weakness weaker by taking 18 points out of the lineup and getting a guy who was going to get you, who averaged, sorry, last season on a pretty good team with some high-powered offense, 11 points over 82 games. Yeah, you got that from Dmitry Filipovich. I did. <laughs> That's, I was going to bring that up, uh, and then you did. Sorry. And, and there, by the way, is a guy who grew up a Canucks fan and has worked for NHL teams. And knows his stuff analytically. This, you know what this is, I think? This is the anti-analytics crowd last stand. It sure is. I think it is. (laughs) It sure is. Because they got nothing. 
And you see it in their defense of the, of the trade, by the way. Because there were a few pundits. It wasn't just Canucks fans. There were a few pundits defending this trade. They didn't... Like, all the people who said the trade was bad could give you paragraphs and paragraphs and tons of numbers and probably video. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the video. For why it was a bad trade. Mm-hmm. The defense of the trade was, ah, you watch... He's a strong, sturdy, six-foot-four guy. Mark Spector, He's a big person. Mark Spector said something along the lines of, well, this is just the Panthers turning over the reins to the uh, the analytics crowd. I don't think Dale Talon would have made this move. Well, then Dale Talon's a bad GM. And but, Like, if that's the case, then Dale Talon's a bad GM. I don't GM. even think you needed the analytics to make this trade. That is a good trade. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I just called the guy who signed Dave Bullen to five years of $5.5 million per a bad GM, and I shouldn't have done that. I was disrespectful. You're right. I'm sorry. Vancouver was second last in goals for per game. Second last in goals for per game. And the point that Dimitri pointed out that I think, maybe you said it, the Canucks were third or fourth last in points from defensemen last year. And so they got a guy, they got a defenseman. Who can't score. Who can't score. I was talking to someone about this last night. How many teams around the NHL are pissed off today because they didn't know Jared McCann was available? So many. So many. I think one of those teams might be the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, here's why. Can we give you a slightly used Frank Corrado? <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be amazing. No, you can't have that. Bridge. And Dude, I love, Cowan. I love Frank Corrado. So Jared Cowan, Matt Hunwick. We could offer a better deal than what Florida gave him. I think for so. Sure. For sure, but why would we? <laughs> why would we when you could get it for less? It's true. Bargain basement prices on Canucks prospects. Uh, he's he's good on the analytics. And that doesn't surprise me because Jared McCann came from the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds mm, while Kyle Dubas was Interesting. There. It's just, that, that was the first thing I thought of is how pissed are the Leafs right now. So I have a question. Because of course. Now people are going to look at the Canucks decor and go, that's a, that's a decor that can work together. And, oh. and be together for a long time. Because de- besides Dan Hamhuis and Alex Biega... Who is probably who's randomly signed through for the next three years, which I don't understand at all. Uh, you know, he might be good. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's twenty eight. They're paying him nothing. Yeah, they are paying him nothing. Oilers fans got on me because I just kind of poo pooed Oscar Clefbaum. Exactly, but any, anyway, that's a yeah. He, he's a good player for them. So okay, maybe so, Diego is a good player. Okay, we so just don't know. Dan Hamus, one more year left at uh, four point five, or is he a UFA? No, this he's year? UFA. UFA this year. Yeah. So we've got Chris Tanev signed through um, the second coming of Christ at four and four point four five. You're not kidding, and that's a decent uh, defenseman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then Lucas C- uh, Spiza. Lucas Spiza, who is not good. Uh, and he's 26 years old, 3.6 million for the next two years. Eric Branson. Sorry, with Spiza, there's another big bodied mid 20s defenseman. So he must Who be good. Score? He must be good. He's he's big bodied and youngish. Must yep. be good. And then you got a good Branson, who's going to make 3.5. And then you've got Bartoski and Weber, who are both UFAs. So, so you they have $8 so million dollars coming off the books. $8 million, What? About, where? Just about that. Oh, with Ham Hughes. Yeah, yeah. You do. Um, Okay. Then, so then, hold on. Then you've got, uh, uh, I've never, Tremankin? Nikita Tremankin? Tremkin. That's the guy, that's the guy the Canucks tried to sign to a three-year deal until the NHL told them that's against the rules. (laughs) Oh, right. You can only sign him to a two-year deal. It's okay, though. They know what they're doing. Don't worry. And then Ben Hutton. Um, So, 
I'm I'm looking at the Canucks decor and I'm like, this isn't getting any better. Now they probably have some other things irons on the fire. You would think and, it's, it's, and, also, it's also a pretty young core. Yeah, for sure, and that's great. But I don't see a stud there. Not one. Tanev might be the one. But is Tanev is I mean, Tanev that, the one? That's your best defense. Right. So then you got to go to either you've got two options to upgrade your decor. Right. You. Trade assets for, or you trade players' assets for another team player, or, or you go out and you sign and you overpay in free agency, or you hope that a Cody Franzen situation arises. The Canucks. Let me let me go through the Canucks draft this year. Can we go through that? Let's do it. In round one, the Canucks have their pick. They have no picks in round two. They have one in round three, which has a star next to it. No, that it's theirs. I, oh, just, it is theirs. I just read it. They yeah. have the New York Islanders' fifth round pick. And they've got a sixth and two sevenths. That, kids, is six picks in seven rounds. How do the Lightning have nine? How the hell the Lightning have the nine? Lightning have nine. I still, I'm falling in love with that with that team. Yeah, which oh, which uh, means, by the way, they're. Oh, no, I'm not even. No, gonna, I, I'm not. I, don't worry. I'm not going to put that evil on you, Tampa fans. No, I, I forgot Alex Edler. Alex Edler will be back next year. Oh, well. that's right. Yeah, injured reserve makes it five million bucks for the next four years. Yeah. So then, so it's not eight million coming off the books. About three. Now wait though. Here, just go go to the top there. Well, it's still eight million coming off the books, but you got to add Edler to that. They got, according to GeneralFanDrew.com, they got about sixty-one point five million committed Already. to next year's team. Already, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that doesn't count Lyndon Vay, who's an RFA. That doesn't count Sven Berchi. Who's an RFA? That doesn't count Emerson Edom. Who's an RFA? That doesn't count Andre Padan. Who's an RFA? They probably got some guys in the minors they would like to qualify. And that also doesn't account for the fact that they're going to buy in free agency this year because they think they're they think they have a team. They think they have a team. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. You have to get the Sedins a ring before they retire. Lucic is fully becoming a Canuck, right? Easily. Like for sure. Easily. But how will they fill out the rest of their team? Doesn't matter. They Do you guys want to go through? <laughs> I don't understand. Doesn't matter. Boston model. Do you guys want to go through the Canucks assets that they received and traded away yes. since July first, twenty fifteen? From Mike Darnay of Pensburg with with uh, the tweet of yesterday, I think. Yes. So draft picks they've lost in the last year: two seconds, a fourth, a two fifths, and a sixth. Draft picks they've gained in the last year. A third and a fifth. Oh. But read the whole list. Read the whole list coming in and then the list going out. Okay, so going out. Nick Bonino. No, 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 no. You read want, the, read the, yeah, in? read in you first. Want, trust me. In? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Center. Marcus Granlin. Erica Branson. Emerson Edom. Philip Larson. Brandon Prust. A third and a fifth. Not one of those is a difference-making hockey player on your team. Difference-maker. I don't... I disagree. Like a game-breaker, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, there are some decent players in there. I'm not even saying they weren't decent. I'm just talking about... Like a game-breaker. You are... You're just... I got you. I got you. I understand. But, Jesse, who went out? Nick Bonino. Ooh! Jared McCann. Ah! Hunter Shinkarek. Adam Still don't get that one. Clendenning, Nick <laughs> Jensen, Zach Cassian, two seconds, a fourth, two fifths, and a sixth. I want to know what those seconds were traded for. 
Well, we we just got one. Of yeah, them. there's one. one. Of them. And the other one was can't find it right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hunt that down. I will. Hunt that down. I, I believe in you. It should be at the bottom of the of the page. I think. Um, it's just. When does Jim Benning get fired? No. Wrong. Wrong. We can get to that question. So the Canucks are clearly in a... You know what? what? I got to stop you. Why? Because we got to go off the air. No! <laughs> so, Steve, quick tease on what you're about to say. Quick tease. I might be screaming about the owners. Okay. Sportsnet 590 Fan, it is the Steve Dangle Podcast brought to you by Panago Pizza. Thank you so much for listening. You can download us at sportsnet.ca or, uh, of course, anytime at uh, on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere you can find a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back to yell at Canucks listeners. Not listeners. Ha! Canucks owners on the other side. So you asked Steve before we went to break, how long before Jim get- Benning gets fired? And then I corrected myself. What were you about to say before I had to cut you off? That's okay. When the Blue Jays really went for it, Alex Handopoulos had to convince ownership, look, we can really go for it. Mm -hmm. Release the hounds. And they did. In a lot of scenarios, you know, I, I hate when ownership gets involved, but there has to be a dialogue between ownerships and GMs. Well, yeah, and there's money. And yeah, in terms of where the team is at, if you're not spending money, well, I want to know why you're not spending money. Is it because the team sucks? All right, well, at least tell me that. Man, you're spending a lot of money. The team better be freaking good. (laughs) I think Jim Benning, I I would like to entertain the idea that maybe Jim Benning has been told this team better be good and you better be doing moves that look like buys because we expect to be better than third last this upcoming season or you're fired. I just wonder if that's the case. And if it is, they don't realize they're making the team worse. <laughs> but when does Jim Benning get fired? When does but, he take the fall? The He's going to. He will. Because they're going to continue to be bad. Yeah, because remember, this team didn't make the playoffs this year, and they didn't get, you could argue, I don't know how marginally better they got with this deal, if they did at they all. They did not. They did not. Like, it, oh boy. You subtracted points. You took points off the board. Which young player is next? Is my question. Like, they do have futures. What, Which what, young... I'd be calling about Jake Vertanen right about now. What What would it take? Not not if you're the Leafs, because I He's don't think... He's too big. Boston model. <laughs> the Leafs... Call for Bo, Bo Horvat. <laughs> right, maybe. You'll get him. Maybe. Uh, the Leafs don't need, Bo, uh, don't need Brock a guy Bozer. like that, but oh. I wonder I wonder what other teams are going... Huh. I believe it was Dmitry Filipovich. I'll give him another shout-out. I believe he said, step one to being a good GM, identify the the bad GMs in the league. Step two, call them all the time. <laughs> I, there better be a ton of Rogers bills with a lot of long distance going to Vancouver. Or maybe they have a Canada-wide package. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they run like f- home in the States. Maybe they do. Well, they don't have to. Well, unless, <laughs> unless Jim Boy is on the road. Right, right. I, I don't know, man. I think Sorry. this is this is this is gonna be so interesting because it seems like here's the thing. They are people in Vancouver love this. All you you listen to the sports stations, you listen to the quote unquote experts. Everybody loves this trade. Well, loves we, this trade. We only know about East teams, Adam. Right. We <laughs> only know about East teams. That's what Twitter told me. 
How do it's, I, I don't know. It's funny I, that we only know about East teams until we're right about the West teams, and then, but then we don't. Then there's we didn't say it in the first place. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without coming across like a huge asshole. Could Western Canadians? The nicest way I could possibly put it is: Could Western Canadians be a little more self-aware? <laughs> could they be? Well, they would say the same about us. They would absolutely say the same about us. You're right. You're right. You know what and makes you know us what? better than them? We're not. Both sides are right. Could Eastern Canadians be a little more self-aware? Could Quebecers be a little more self-aware? Could Western Canadians be more self-aware? Yes. To all need, of that. We need to check the the Ontario folks that live up to the Ontario stereotype. True. Holy and there are, and, and the reason why it seems so big is because there's so many more of us. There's a lot of people in Ontario compared to the rest of the country. But like, tell me, <laughs> tell me about the laughs again. Go ahead. Tell me how I only know about East teams again. Go ahead. Tell me how I'm biased without the ED at the end. Can I just, <laughs> can I just throw something in there? Okay. Can I just bunch of dorks? If you can play hockey, conceivably. You play hockey for any team, right? Jim Benning's interested in you. Well, yeah, but if you can play, if you can play hockey, profe- like if you're good enough to play professionally, you could play professionally no matter what jersey you wear, right? You're not just going to play East. Jer- well, he can only play in the East because you, people say that, though. Right. So, so then, when it comes to analysis, if you only know an Eastern team, is it actually? logical to say that you could therefore not know a west team because if you because they are acknowledging that you know eastern teams Hmm. so would you so why could you not know western teams what prevents you from knowing them not just that in saying that you only know about eastern teams they're saying that they know better about your eastern teams i know about my western team and also what does this guy know he he he's a laughs fan and only knows about the laughs who by the way are bad and i know this because i'm an expert on east teams have you guys taken a look at the fun fact from the 2010 NHL draft with this trade? Uh, go through it. Tell me. The picks two through six have now been traded. Tyler wow. Sagan, Erica Branson, Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreiter, uh, Brett Connolly. All gone. Boy, that is a soft top six. And Taylor Hall, who's wow. number one overall, is probably going to go. You think so? Yeah. Johansson's good. Sagan is amazing. Uh... People really thought Niederreiter was going to be better. He's still in the NHL. El Nino. It's a little bit like uh, Yuri Talusti. Like people call him a bust. Uh, he's a regular NHLer. And he's right. only. He's still only like twenty eight. He's picked in two thousand six. Yeah, my, my drafter, Adam and I's drafter. They went with Talusti instead of us. Jerks. <laughs> Jerks. They also Listen. went with Leo Komarov. It was a good year. They, it was a good year. That's a good year. Um, but yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, I feel like. I feel like. The the way this is all going to shake down is that Jim Benning loses his job as soon as it's pretty clear that the Canucks are going to not make the playoffs next year. And so I th- December, I think December January. That's my and you quote me on that. If I'm wrong, if the Canucks come out and they're wildfire next year with Ryan Miller and Net and uh, and. <laughs> Henrik and Daniel Sedin, who are combined aged almost 80. <laughs> Actually, it's got to be 70-something, aren't they? 35 like each. So 70. Do we think the Canucks are smart enough to fire Jim Benning before the trade deadline? If they're out of the playoffs, yes. And if they're not, then they're going to be buyers. 
and that's gonna oh be fine. Oh my god! Because Jim will be wanting to hang on to his job. <sighs> I'm s- listen, Canucks fans. Okay, you've been taking a beating. I'm so sorry. Like more than anything, mm, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. We know it's, it's not your fault. We're going to Goodwill Hunting. On yeah, the- it's Canucks not your fans. Fault. It's not your fault. Hey, fuck it's you, not man. your fault. <laughs> fuck you, man. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. No fuck with me. <laughs> And and then listen, you think that we don't know this situation for those of you that think <laughs> good gym trading. We are Sorry. we are of we are of that ilk. We know what it is to have a team that poorly manages its assets, that throws things away. Yeah, we're not trying to pick on you. No, we just we've know. been there. So in, in fact, actually, this is new territory for you. We're the experts. We've been there when teams have willy-nilly thrown away picks. We are the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. We know what it's like to have Roberto Luongo drafted by another team and uh, Scott Niedermeyer drafted by another team and to throw a fourth-round pick at Ryan Ryan O'Byrne. You know what? For for no reason. Ryan O'Byrne. Canucks fans for many years lived in this amazing mansion, Mm -hmm. this huge palace. They lived a lavish life, and one day they received a knock on the door, and it was an ugly-looking blue and white witch. <laughs> and that ugly blue and white witch offered them a rose, <laughs> and the Canucks turned it away. Oh my goodness! And so we turned them into a beast. <laughs> you have two options, Canucks fans. You can watch that rose wilt, or you can go out and find your bell. I know, it's the, it's the plot to Beauty and the Beast. Those are your options. And right now, it's wilting. It's just little petal floating to the bottom. We are also... Your lady awaits. <laughs> oh, this is so going to get pulled off iTunes. <laughs> don't put Disney... F- <laughs> We'll put Disney music in our show. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh. We'll put this on YouTube. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, tale as old as time. Song as old as rat. Okay. Uh, we were talking about the other second round pick. They oh. had acquired it in the Kevin Bieksa deal. They got Bieksa for a second, or they traded away Bieksa for a second, and then they immediately traded it along with Nick Benino and Adam Clendenning for Brandon Sutter and the third. So they took Kevin Bieksa, who is a big... Right-handed defenseman making too much money. And they traded him for a second-round pick. And then they got rid of that second-round pick. And then they got rid of another second-round pick so they could acquire a big right-handed defenseman who's making too much money. They're idiots! They're dumb! Dumb hockey team! (laughs) Dumb. The Canadians are stubborn. The Bruins do some things cleverly, other things not. The Canucks, wall-to-wall dumb. Dumb. I, I don't get it. It's like an episode of Hoarders. You go, how are they going to fix this? I don't think they ever can. <laughs> like, that's that's how I look at the team. That's how I look at the team. And then you get a couple glimmers of hope. They might be changing their ways. Oh, look at them. They just threw out that old shirt that had been there since the 70s. And that's and that's Bo Horvat. No, no. They just, they find new ways to go, to go, uh, they find, <sighs> they suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> in in uh, in good news, in good news from the West Coast, 
because well, Adam, let's talk about things we know. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm sorry, but I, I actually do know this because it has to do with an Eastern Conference team, which I know. Is this so, available on the West Coast, by the way? Do they have internet yet? I don't. I don't think the West Coast has internet. No, yet. everywhere except for San Francisco has internet. <laughs> I love works. it's like listen <laughs> I don't understand people with with how how like when it comes to something like sports because sports. of the because of the internet mm-hmm. literally all the information is available to you oh yeah if you know how to look it's there and all you have to do <laughs> is you go know on. how to look literally type in you know what you know what we did to find out that information about the second round pick we typed in list of Vancouver Canucks trades Google, it's a beautiful thing. That's what I'm saying. Um, is it people like left over from the age when you could watch like one hockey game a week? Is those those folks? I think we're getting caught up in what we do often, and that's trying to make sense of idiots. Some people are just stupid. Okay. Um. So I, I would like some good news out of the West, please. Can I, if I, if I may? No. The San Jose Sharks made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. James. I love you, baby! So not only... Good for you, babe! Not only are we excited about James Reimer playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, potentially. I mean, he's he is the backup goalie. He will, at very least, look gorgeous on the bench. That's right. And he will get a hat. He will get a hat. Good. Um, His wife has a hat, too. We get a 2018 third-round pick mm-hmm. as part of the deal for him. Now, I think that's kind of cool because... Let's flip it for Jared McKinn. Uh, <laughs> Good. What I think is cool about that is that I believe... 2018 is part of the window where we can pay the devils off for Lou Lamorello. I think 2017 is when the Babcock thing expires. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So I think, I, I could be wrong. It has it, to be. It has to be a Toronto pick. It has to be a Toronto pick, yeah. but that means that they have the San Jose pick. So you move, so you give them the 2018 pick on Lou. And we all know the Toronto pick will be 30th. Oh, of year. course. Of course. So who cares? We just need to hope. Wait, two years down the line, okay? Sharks get a little worse. Leafs get a little better. How far away are those picks from each other? Probably Hopefully not that less far. than five spots. Yeah. And even if it... So what? So freaking what? Doesn't matter where they finish. Are you paying... All of a sudden, picks don't matter? You ripped on us picks for do, an hour picks, saying picks matter? Picks matter, but I Whatever think... Whatever on terrible. I think Lou Lamorello and Mike Babcock... But Lou Lamorello in this particular case, because I think, that, again, Babcock's 2017. You have to have that paid by 2018 is Lou Lamorello. Having Lou Lamorello manage the Leafs this year is worth, definitely worth the third round pick. And no matter where they finish, I'm good with it. So then we have San Jose's pick. So then we're covered. Hooray. So you pay that off. Uh, pay it off. You're paying off debts. One thing Thank you, we, James. One thing we did discover a moment ago, by the way, the Canucks are throwing around second round picks willy nilly because they got one from the Columbus Blue Jackets for John Totorella. Mm-hmm. Forgot all about that little chestnut, but never mind that. Never you mind it's gone. that. Well, it's gone, and also, <laughs> much more importantly, Optimus is in the Stanley Cup final. Nick Spalling is, is in the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup final. final. Leaf great Nick Spalling, Roman Polak, the Centurion <laughs> from the Czech Republic, or something. Well, right. now I have a question about this, and somebody tweeted this at it, and I thought it was a very correct. Actually, you know what? Let's wait for the press conference for that one. I don't have a question. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm leading the press conference on this <laughs> just, one. Though. Just ask a question now. Complicated man. Yeah, no, we're well. saving for the press conference. It's a okay. good one. Because uh, it's a question, and it's from a fan, so it's a press conference question. Um, so that's great. That's amazing. Um, 
I'm just getting more updates on what happened in Tampa Bay. And according to Deadspin, the NHL um, allowed for um, a whole bunch of watching parties happening in the Western Conference, uh, including, it says, uh, what did they say? Um, Tampa Bay Lightning hosted a very well-attended viewing party on Sunday of Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals with Pittsburgh. 8,000 went to a, a similar event nice. last year. Wow. Uh, they had another plan for Game 7, but were told by the NHL that they would be fined otherwise. The NHL told, told Deadspin that the Lightning were only allowed to host one official event per series and that had, they'd already used their slot for Game 5. Uh, Sharks and Blues each hosted multiple parties during the Western Conference Finals, and sources tell us that, NH, that the NHL and NBC pressured the team to cancel tonight's event because of worries of low TV ratings. The I NHL, is, we've also heard the NHL is threatening to find teams for violating the watch party rule again at NBC's behest. The NHL is likely enforcing this policy with such vigor because of the disastrous TV ratings these playoffs have drawn. Viewership of both uh, conference finals matchups are down over last year, especially so in the Western Conference. So you're penalizing the East for the West. You, you know how quickly you make that money back by firing Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick? Fucking leave the fans alone. Yep. Jesus Murphy. And so it's NBC? What a bunch of dicks. So the, And this is interesting. Remember that it's like four or 5,000 people that determine the ratings for four and a half to five million, eh? Yeah. That's what the sample size is. So if one of those people leaves their homes and doesn't have the box on, it's kind of bad. It means something. It does mean something. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't go and say... Hey, leave your box on because that's slanting the ratings. No, that's illegal. Which is illegal. <laughs> I don't think the right people are reading those just quit your job and go backpack Europe posts on Facebook. I wish some of these executives did. And they just went, you know what? I have millions of dollars. And they just quit. Call it a day. They work at a soup kitchen in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. They yeah. meet the love of their life in Romania. They're hardliners at soup kitchens in Switzerland. They just... <laughs> Switzerland for some reason. They, they, <laughs> open, they open up a... a wood whittling business in Hamburg like uh, <laughs> how do you come up with that being a good idea how do you land on that the fuck those are <laughs> again we live this life we're on this planet okay mm-hmm. we spend 18 years working our way to graduate high school than we do and we do really well in high school so we go to college and some of us even get a scholarship especially if you're like a huge NBC executive okay you probably go to college you probably got a scholarship you're probably doing pretty well and you probably did pretty good in your college you were part of all the proper clubs you got really good grades you probably had an excellent resume of extracurricular activities and then you get a job in the industry and you and you succeed at that job they go this kid's got spunk and so you get promoted and then you get promoted again you get promoted again you get promoted again until you are the person who makes that decision, and you're still stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of education, years of hard work, and you're a moron. (laughs) Steve's face right now is just purple. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Because this fucking guy is clogging up the road with his BMW, Texting on his phone and not going at the green light when I'm trying to turn left to Blue and Shoreburn. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> Getting into accidents. Um, I want to say, hey, shout out to Skate to Great, as we always do. Text Dangle to 41010 to make a $5, 10 or $20 donation. Skate to Great.org for more details. Uh, Jesse, 
Do we have any in-game promotions, Liberty Village, anything like that today? Nope. Okay. Then let's go directly to the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Adam, you had the first question. Uh, well, first off, I, I want to lead by saying apparently there's a bunch of people in Florida that also think this is a bad trade. The Vancouver, <sighs> Florida trade. Anyway, you're lucky, Florida. You're lucky, okay? Um, and then I, I wanted to add uh, this question, and I forget who sent it, and I apologize, but... Oh, so I think I know what you're bringing up. So, Game 7 is tonight. There will be no viewing parties in Tampa St. Pete's, thanks to whomever who decided that. But, M- but James Reimer has made it to the finals. Phil Castle may make the finals. Who do you cheer for in the Stanley Cup finals as a Leaf fan? Do you cheer for Penguins fans? Look at my face. Listen, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. I said nothing about who I think is going to win Game Seven. I just said it could happen. All that evil was it's put 50, on 50. by Adam Wiles. It's fifty-fifty. It could be Tampa. It could be Pittsburgh. In equal measure. But for 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 this hypothetical conversation, who would you cheer for? <clears throat> I know it's James Reimer for you. I know that. I know that. And I, you know, I imagine it would be for most Leaf fans because most Leaf fans are dumb and don't think that Phil Castle did anything good here because they're dumb. I'm cheering for the PPP. <laughs> Who's that? The Pittsburgh Podcast Party. Pittsburgh Podcast Party. <laughs> you know what? We got two, two good teams going head to head and uh-huh. I, think, I think the better one's going to win. Steve, you're allowed to say who you cheer for. No, absolutely no, not. It's jinx. Really? Yeah. You know this jinx isn't real, right? You guys re- no, do realize that. Pretty sure it is. I don't know how we could be coming up on the third anniversary of the show, and you could still think that. I don't think it's real. It's, I think it's idiotic. I am fully, definitely cursed, and it is definitely you're not. all the way real. You're so not. You know what? It's a fit. Okay, because every single time you hedge a bet, it's 50-50, Steve. Adam, I said the Canucks are going to finish last at least once in the next five years, which fully means they're making the final. Maybe as soon as next year with Eric Branson winning the Conn Smythe. Now that you've realized you jinxed it, it's not now it can happen. Nah. What, you're the Canucks? Re- you're recognizing the jinx, so now they can finish last. Well, there you go. Sorry, Canucks. Um, do you guys not know how jinxes work? Like basic knowledge here. Oh, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> nice face. <laughs> and you guys know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so don't, I'm not what are our questions? I'm not putting that Desi. evil. Uh, what the fuck happened with the Marlies? They're down 3-0. Oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't even talk <laughs> about that. Um, it's pretty bad. I wasn't at games one and two. From what I'm told, I mean, game one was pretty close. I think they lost 3-1. I believe game two was a 2-1 overtime loss, and they outshot the Bears, and they should have won. Last night, I'm at game three, mm-hmm. Rico Coliseum, and it's 2-1 Marlies. Most of the way through the second, I think. I'm trying to remember when the tying goal happened. I got to make an MFR when I go home. When I get home at like 9 o'clock because of fucking traffic. Anyway, um, it was 2-1. Bears tie it. It was a weak, weak goal from Antoine Bebo. Very weak, but it's still 2-2. With about 50 seconds to go in the second period, Bears get a very soul-crushing goal. Whatever. Um, so it's three, two heading into third intermission or sorry, second intermission heading into the third period. I don't know what happened after that, but that same game that the Marlies were losing three, two after two periods, they lost the game eight to two 
Was it eight to two? I stopped paying attention after a while. We all did. Yeah. We were funny. all just talking to each other about how ridiculous this game was. Garrett, uh, Antoine Bebeau gets pulled after the fourth goal. Like the first shot Garrett Spark sees is a shorthanded breakaway. And of course that goes in. And then another shorthanded goal goes in. I think I think the Bears had two shorthanded goals. Fans start giving Sparks the Bronx cheer as if he let in the first four goals. And the Marlies got completely shit kicked on home ice. And now they got a reverse sweep uh, just to have a shot at the final. Um, the Leafs organization in this series has been embarrassed. And last night um, was the cherry on top. Can I, I mean, just say... Can you, I, lo- you lose 2-1 again? Maybe not, but holy can shit. I, can I say that, that I think that's a good thing? A little bit? Yeah, because you, you don't want everything to go right because that sets expectations high, high. And I don't think, and I have always thought, that the goaltending in the minor leagues is a, is a question for the Leafs, a major, major question. Enormous. And I, I, I don't, Enormous. I don't think that. Um, I didn't, I thought they were better than this. I think that they have to. I mean, again, Sparks and Bebo are young. This is what happens sometimes. However, That's true. That's true. however, you also have players that that are not playing responsible team hockey. Because I don't think you could put this all in Sparks and Bebo, and um, you got young guys who are learning what it is to have an incredible regular season, and then what it is and what it takes to be successful in the playoffs, which are two completely different things. Look at the Golden State Warriors getting blown out at home by That's Oklahoma. Shocking. That's shocking. Blown out. How is that possible? Also, this is a team that won 73 games. 73? 72. Greatest regular season team of all time. And they're on the brink of elimination in five games. In the third round. Not even in the final. Yeah. So this is this is it, man. Like this is good because I think it will show the or- it, it it if you're if you're getting all A's, it's kind of difficult because like A's in school because it's like, well, what do I focus on? How do I improve? But now the Leafs go, okay. So we have some good stuff here, but there's some real places to 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 work on. Yeah. We had a good season, but we got a here's a focus. It's not even the C in science. It's like they're getting straight A's, but they don't even really study that mm. much all the time. Like. The Marlies finished the regular season with 114 points. They were a spectacular team. But there were so many nights where they did something so amazingly that it covered up their flaws. But part of me was going, God, it really, they need a correction. A correction needs to happen. Yes, it's super cool that they were losing 8-4 to St. John's and won 9-8 in overtime. They allowed eight fucking goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in two periods of hockey. What happened? Yeah, that's a problem. They allowed five goals in the third period of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. If they scored nine goals last night, everything's fine. Yeah, right. That's all you have to do. Well, and what what was funny again is I'm watching and I'm and I'm like, the Marlies are never out of a game. This no, might, this might just happen again. Like they I, they were losing four one. They won't the have the scoring next year to do this. They won't have the scoring next year to do this. No, the Marlies are still going to be a good team next they year. They will not have the same scoring though. No. Connor Brown, Nylander, Sosh, um, Matthews is not even going to go there. Martyr's never no. never, never going to go there. No. So so then you've got Tobias Lindholm, Lindbergh. Damn it! Why do I always get that wrong? <laughs> Who do you have? Who do you? Who's going to score the goals for this team next year? Colin Smith scored a, a, a spectacular goal last night. Uh, trying to remember who scored the f- fourth goal. I'm not like it was so rush, rush, rush. Plus, I got to interview Eric Lindros before the game, so it was that's kind of cool. cool. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Who's that? 
He's a guy. He was wearing his, his championship belt, so I knew who he was. Oh, uh, Eric Weidman. Eric Weidman. <laughs> uh, Eric Lindros never won a championship. Mm. You, you know, they... That means he's awful. It must mean he was a bad player. Absolutely. Yeah. They, um... Like, a lot of players away from the puck are pretty shocking. Um, people are picking on Nylander specifically. Last game wasn't the game to do it, I thought. He drew a penalty. He led the team in shots with four. Um, I got, I'm not going to lie. Kind of a little bit passive defensively, but, like, you can't lose a game by six goals and have it be one guy's fault. Mm-hmm. Even Bebo. Like, they were, they were bad. They got outclassed by the Hershey Bears. Very badly. Our Hershey Bears team that, by the way, lost Connor Carrick, who is the Marley's leading scorer. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a good thing. I think it, it gives them, whether they come back or not, I still think this is like a, oh, a bit of, I think it's good when you're doing that well to get a slap in the face every once in a while. And it's just a shame because, again, I, I said this before, but Sheldon Keefe got kind of upset at me, or he, he didn't like my question when I basically, I think it was when they lost to Albany, uh, game one to Albany. I go, you know, is this potentially an opportunity for the Marlies to feel, you know, a little bit more human? Um, and he goes, I think we've had plenty of opportunity to feel human this season. And he's right. He's right. They've had, but the players haven't. Obviously, uh, you know what? I, you know what'll bring you down to earth real quick? Getting swept, <laughs> which they're on the verge of by the Hershey Bears. No, and no offense to the Hershey Bears, they shouldn't be sweeping the Marlies. Uh, Marlies should be playing much better. Mar- Marlies shouldn't be getting swept by anybody. No. Can we help Tommy? Final question. Okay. Tommy accidentally burned down his garage. Oh, sh- really? He had a few friends over. Is this a math question? No. No. He had a few friends over that he hadn't seen in years, had a bonfire, put it out, and went to sleep. Apparently, a few sparks hit the garage. Oh, well, shit happens and life goes on. But he wants to know if you guys can just uh, boost his spirit if you have a big fuck-up story that can make him feel better. Uh, yeah, I got one. It involves fire as well. No. I, to this day, don't know what I was thinking. Um, <coughs> and stop me if I've told the story in the podcast before. I, and, well, the worst part is I was babysitting like two of my young cousins in, uh, I was in Pickering, Pickering, Ontario. And, uh, you know, they, they showed me the controls on the, on the TV if I wanted to use it, you know. There's some food in the fridge if you want to eat it. Also, we, we'll leave out some popcorn for you. So my aunt and uncle leave out popcorn. And I go, you know what? I could go for some popcorn. And I'm looking around the kitchen. I'm looking around. I go, where's the microwave? Hmm. Where's the microwave? I can't find it. Damn, I really want this popcorn. How could I How could I make this popcorn? How do you make popcorn? I was like 14. Mm-hmm. Old, Definitely old enough to know better. But... I, I don't know what possessed me to make this decision. In the corner, on the counter, there was a toaster oven. And I put the paper bag of popcorn <laughs> in the toaster oven. Uh. I don't know why I did this. And I remember having the thought at some point, oh, should I go downstairs? What did you think? What did you and, think? Well, heat is just going to heat it and pop it up. I it don't. Sense. I it's still a toaster don't oven, know. not a toaster. It is a toaster oven. It was a toaster sense. oven. Yeah. That was half my life ago. But I, in my head, I was like, I think I had the TV on downstairs too, or something. Something was downstairs, and I remember being like, should I go to the basement? 
No, no, I shouldn't. I should wait for the popcorn to be done. And thank God I didn't go to the basement because, of course, it's set on fucking fire. <laughs> so I called my other uncle who just happened to live on the same street as this uncle. And he comes over and, you know, I, I put the fire out. Thank God I had the common sense to unplug the toaster oven before throwing water on the fire. That was... <laughs> thank God. Um, that would have started a bigger fire. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm telling my uncle what happened. He's in and... Uh, he he was giving me way too much benefit of the doubt because he goes, he goes, oh the microwave's not working, and I go, no no I I couldn't find. And when he said that, I noticed he pointed at the fucking microwave, which was right above the stove. Oh, and I, just, I just I you just didn't look that high. It's one of the most brainless evenings I've ever had on this earth. I I missed the microwave and I decided to put a paper item in a toaster oven and I set it on fire and ruined that toaster oven but they call it a microwave oven and a toaster oven you can see how someone could get confused it's totally forgive yourself Steve so I was I was 10 or 11 probably old enough to know better but but I definitely didn't and uh, I remember we were putting our Christmas lights out uh, like outside and, and made hot chocolate and made it like a whole family event every single time that we did this. And I let my hot chocolate get um, cold because I was helping my dad in the bushes, like putting up lights or whatever. And um, so I went to drink it. It was cold. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in and throw this in the microwave. I'll throw this in the microwave. I found the microwave. It was above the dishwasher in my house, but thankfully I knew where it was. <laughs> so I didn't Adam put it in the toaster. Heated oven. up his hot chocolate on the in the toaster oven. In the toaster oven. The toaster oven. <laughs> um, paper mache cup. And I had a friend over. I happened to have a friend over, and I I put it in the microwave. And all of a sudden, I see... Oh, no! And a poof. And fire starts. And this is within 10 seconds. And I didn't know this at the time... But metal and microwaves don't go that well together. What? Mine was in a traveling cup, like a metal traveling cup, and the handle of it, which was made of plastic, and this is how hot it was in that microwave, caught on fire. Plastic caught on fire. And at this point, I was apoplectic. So I, I you know when you know when Kermit freaks out and he goes, ah! that was me. <laughs> and I ran outside to uh, to grab my parents. My friend uh, at the time was was thinking on his feet and just went over to the the hot chocolate opened the microwave open and and went put it up <laughs> <laughs> so so there's my story with fire i had a similar experience with uh, metal cups uh in the microwave uh i was i was younger though i was like eight or something like that mm-hmm. and my parents were in the kitchen at the time they just didn't see what i was doing and it goes bang, 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 and I go ah! Like of course I freak out too. And they go what? Oh! And they stop it, and they they had never told me right, right. And so, but it was funny. They kind of used the moment to be like, ah, well, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you ever gonna do that again? I go no. They're like, all right, perfect. Well, no harm, no foul. By the way, <laughs> sorry, that cup that much anyway. It was Tommy, right? Tommy. Tommy, I'm sorry that that, that happened to your garage. Shit happens in life, and that sucks, dude. Yeah. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry that that happened. That really sucks. Yeah. So, wow, I couldn't believe that was a real story. I know. That was an actual thing. I definitely thought you were going to say something from, like, (sighs) is iced tea juice. Yes, that's what I thought you were going to say. (laughs) Okay. Well, I didn't. Thank God you didn't. (laughs) 
It's not. <laughs> is it though? No. <laughs> but isn't it? How? Okay. <laughs> what is iced tea made of? Tea and liquid. You you make it cold. You put it in the fridge. According to Have you ever brewed yourself an orange juice? Yeah. You have? How do you brew yourself an orange juice? You, you Step start. one, squeeze the fucking orange. Kay. Step you, two, drink it. If you're making if you're making lemon juice. You squeeze it. Done. Cut up some lemons. You could just throw them in a bucket of water, right? Yeah. And, you get, and you get some lemon water. Yeah. You get a tea bag. You throw it in some water. You put it in the fridge. It's juice. Fucking okay. You, All right. So we'll be back next week. <laughs> enough from the two of you. Enough. Oh my God. Um, we are. We're gonna go. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Canucks fans. We're looking forward to your tweets. They sustain us. Mm. We're also looking forward to uh, your continued success. <laughs> <laughs> we're out, Canucks. We're out. Peace up, A Town. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday, and I'm sure there will be lots of more f- fun, exciting news. Who wins? Who wins tonight? Who I I think I I my heart says Tampa, my head says Pittsburgh, as it always has said from the beginning I of the series. Pittsburgh, Steve. My heart says watch. My brain says the games. Jesse. Raptors in seven. <laughs> oh. One more thing. Steve, that was the perfect out. <laughs> I don't care. Can we just leave it? Listen. I bet, okay, I, this better be good. Uh, yeah, what you, is better, you better come with some fire. All right, let's, let's. Our next podcast, we can celebrate our third anniversary as a show. Really? Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention, by the way, it's Blue Shirt and Khaki Day. Happy Blue Shirt oh, and Khaki Day, too. Yeah, yeah guys. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. We had right, an incomplete right. show. See? Third anniversary? <laughs> three years? Yeah, three years. Damn. That is longer than any relationship I've ever been in by the way. Including your current one. Including my current one. <laughs> Love you, babe. Love you, babe. Adam's babe. Looking at Adam. Raptors in seven. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.